Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a while, topping the charts. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome into a brand new episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man who always makes it a true daily double. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. You know, I'm, I'm gambling on life and, uh, you know, always doubling down. That's the thing to do, right? That is the thing to do. Um, all, all of your snow going down there? Yes, it has been beautiful, although up and down wild, but uh, spring is here, friend. Yeah, I've, as as many of you know, I live in, in South Canada, and I, I, it was bitter, bitter cold today. But even still, you can kind of feel like, I think yeah. we're done with winter. Yes. Yes. E- tigers, e- are on, tigers are on television. It's it's a good time to be alive. Tigers are dominated on television. Spe- um, yeah. So I want to get into Jeopardy James. We, we discussed this um, over text a little bit. Have you stayed up on, on Jeopardy James? Uh, I've not watched any of the episodes, but I'm familiar. Evidently, he's taking a very aggressive uh, betting on himself, doubling down approach to the game of Jeopardy. Do yeah. I have the essentials? Yeah. He, the, the thing with Jeopardy James is he's very good at Jeopardy. Hence, hence the Which nickname. Helps. Yeah. Um, so, so we've watched a couple of them. He's, he's racked up over a hundred thousand dollars in Jeopardy winnings on several shows. Wow. He has like the three all time highest winnings. Um, which to be honest, I, I feel like they're normally kind of in like the 20 to 30 range. So that's like three times what, what they normally make. Um, but I, the interesting bit with, with Jeopardy James is he's a professional sports gambler, which to be honest, Ooh. I didn't super know that that was a profession. Like I, I you know, to be, yeah, to yeah. actually make money at that is, is nuts. And to do it professionally um i suppose there's professional poker players i'm i'm assuming many of the same principles are involved you you would think so i think knowing it's interesting and... that's it's not necessarily like that and knowing loads of trivia don't necessarily seem to like overlap right. in my mind well smart people tend to be smart at many things that require smarts <laughs> it's true in a super elegant way of putting such a such a highbrow sentiment 
Yeah, when you're dumb, you're probably dumb at lots of stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's just kind of a, a general general rule. Um, but yeah. So tell me about Jeopardy, James. I mean, so he he's a home run hitter, right? So if Ken Jennings is like Ichiro, he's going for the base hits. Jeopardy, James is like what? Oh, uh, uh, Adam Dunn. Except for at, he he never misses like. It's he's Barry Bonds. Yeah, I guess, I guess that would probably be your, I mean, the all-time great. Um, sure. be, the one thing that I, I saw a stat a couple couple days ago that he was, over the course of his first 11 shows, he missed a total of 10 questions. Like, he just never actually gets anything wrong, in addition to always wagering very large on the daily doubles, in which he always gets right, hence the... Which he always gets, because he always gets all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. So anyway, um, the discussion on the internet is, is he the greatest competitor in his field ever um, among, amongst all fields? And I, I think he's making a pretty strong case. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he gets Ken because I, uh, yeah, I'm a Ken guy. I don't, I'd love to see them face off. I, I don't see anyone beating Jeopardy James though. Although we, we never saw anyone beating Ken when he was on there either. True. It'll be interesting to see if he can, uh, turn himself into a faux internet celebrity like Ken has since I've read some of Ken Jennings books and stuff. Like he's pretty smart and talented. I think he's funny on Twitter. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like you two have, would have a very similar sense of humor. I enjoy, I enjoy Ken Jennings stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that brings us to this week's lead off question. If you could go on any game show, which would you pick? Oh man. Uh, Jeopardy. I like the, um, you get to show off in Jeopardy, right? Yeah, a you, bit. you get to show off your skills. But I would probably want one that, you know, is just a feature only of luck, right? Because really? you're on a game show. It's a little scary. I just want, you know, to spin a wheel for money. So maybe price is right. Okay. I don't got to work too hard at it. I thought you were going to say uh, Wheel of Fortune, which there actually is some, like, you word puzzle to figure yeah. that one out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. What are you going on, Um I want to go on Family Feud. And that's primarily yeah. to meet Steve Harvey. Steve, obviously, uh, a big role model of mine. I feel like I'm very much obviously. the Steve Harvey of this show. You um, look a lot alike. I mean. <laughs> for a while, I, I had a pretty pretty short buzz. So, I mean, not quite, you know, big bald like him, but, you know, getting there. Um, but no, that's that's one of my favorite games to watch. I can't say that I spend a lot of time watching game shows. But when I do, well, always Family Feud. And it's always like, oh, come on. The answer's right there. I feel like I could do halfway decent at that. Well, I'm I'm glad we got all up to speed on nursing home television. <laughs> really, if you really want, really plugged in. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino four. Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos, and we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on Google Play iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. Uh, so it was a very, uh, another very typical week for uh, a middling baseball club. Uh, last week ended 2-3, and three, um, and coming into today's doubleheader with Boston, we were smack dab at 500. Obviously won yep. the first. As we're speaking, we're winning the second, but there's anyth- anything but certainty there. No, it's certain now. With, with our bullpen, are you kidding me? It's yeah. a lockdown group. Our bullpen shy one massive member. Today's news. Are you? Are yeah, you up Blaine on that? Blaine got hurt. Yeah, Blaine got hurt. Uh, um, forearm strain or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? That 
I mean, not to speculate, but you know what that normally leads to. That's not a good one. Forearm strain? Yeah, forearm is usually the precursor to TJ. Really? Yeah. I would have thought it would be elbows. Well, I mean, both, but forearm, I mean, it's very intertwined. Um, Any standout moments for you in the last week? I feel like there was a couple. <clears throat> um, Daniel Norris working some strong innings. I thought that was good. I mean, um, Boyd today put up some strong numbers. Um, I would say earlier today, uh, we we hit a couple home runs. Yeah, what what is that? Grayson Griner, uh, in back to back games hitting bombs. Um, and I would say what stood out to me is the lower portion of our uh lineup getting producing some runs. Yeah, it's it's guys like Ronnie Rodriguez getting some hits. I mean, Dixon guys you wouldn't expect right away. Yeah, Peterson. Um, So we're currently at 500 um, and going into the the start of the year. That's probably better than we would have expected. How how enjoyable have you found the first couple of weeks considering we are doing maybe a little bit better than than expected? I I've of course am biased and I find all Tigers baseball delightful, but I, I found it especially delightful because we're in games. Um, we our pitching has kept us in everything. Our bullpen's been strong. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, um, that's that's very true. I hadn't really considered that, but I mean, as many sh- saves as Shane Green has, it you know is a testament to how many close games we've been in. Um, I always kind of thought of myself as a pitching guy, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's a little uninspiring uh, for me with just how few of runs that we're being that we're scoring. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I love to see the the development on Boyd and and hopefully you know carried on with Norris, but it would be nice to see a little bit. Um, little bit more more offense uh let's start positive this week though we all watched daniel norris kind of the the perfect thing to throw on on easter your your tv your family gathering um he mm-hmm. was absolutely dicing was there any any spur of like uh talk of a resurrected career on easter in your house oh zig um you know you're gonna ask the question you know has daniel norris turned the corner of course um you know he's still he always maybe it's just his style, but it, he always seems a little erratic to me. Like the way he finishes pitches and like jumps around, or like he's falling off to the side or something like that. I feel like when his stuff is working, he, he's doing just fine. But I think he can get out of whack a little bit fast, I, or maybe it's just perception because of kind of his style. Do you know what I mean? At oh all? yeah, like his, the mechanics aren't super repeatable. Yes, I guess. And in fact, I think they even asked him that in a post-game interview. But he said, like, oh, yeah, I felt really confident. It was all working. I felt locked in. And I, I wonder if feel is kind of the right word for Norris. If he is feeling it and it feels right for him, he's pretty lights out. But if he's got an off day, I think he could. I think he can battle it a lot, too. Oh, for for sure. And and I think it's, it's interesting. Like, he's become – almost a different personality type to when, when he came up, he, you know, when he came up, he was the, the, the van man, he, you know, surfed yeah, and, and not that all of that stuff is gone. Just, we don't, we don't see any of that. He kind of seems a little beaten down by life, at least from what, what, you know, he <laughs> yeah. puts out publicly. Um, and you wonder how much of just, he has a different dude out there on the mound and how much of that comes from having, not having the same stuff, not having the same results as he's used to. Well, and they got him through five innings scoreless, and my brain was like, okay, 
done. Get oh, him absolutely. out of there. Get get him a taste of success. Don't let him get any further and stub his toe. Like get him some positive positive mojo going. Yeah, uh, it was a season high in curveball and changeup usage, and by far the least he's used of his slider. Um, okay. You know, I mean, you could you could even eyeball that the curveball was a massive weapon for him um, against the White Sox. And to be honest, I can't really remember it the, the last time that it was kind of that snappy, shall we say? Sure. Um, so if he if he, if that's kind of the, I don't know, it, pitching has gone so far to the to the slider end of the curveball or the breaking ball spectrum. It's always interesting to some see somebody bring back kind of the hammer like that. Right. Uh, just give the twelve six. Yeah. Curve, just give. Yeah. Hitters a little bit something, you know, if they're seeing 70% sliders, that makes the 30% curveballs, you know, that much more effective. Um, sure. So we'll have to see if that's kind of a ratio going forward or just kind of what happened on the day. Um, big, big thing for me is he wasn't constantly falling behind, which is okay. kind of an issue for him. Um, what, where are your, I have down expectations and hopes for him for the rest of the year. Let, let's start with hopes. Um, hopes. Um, <laughs> I don't have monster hopes for it. I, I want him to be able to be comfortable in a starting rotation, take the ball every five days, stay healthy, and not let the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You give up three, four, five runs, okay, but let's not have any like seven, eight run crooked number performances. You know, just yeah, keep oh, for sure. keep within yourself. Um, battle through some in, in, and build through some in, in some consistency, I think is the, my big hope for Norris this year. Yeah. I think my big thing for him is I'd, I'd love to see him pitch into the sixth inning more often than not, not necessarily finish it, but right. get through your five solid, get it to the, to the, the bullpen. That's, that's pretty good. You know, if you can get through that sixth inning, that's great. Uh, he seems like a guy that, that fades a little quicker than, than many. Um, mm-hmm. but just, go out there and turn in five innings every time. And then, you know, maybe a little more, you know, pick, you know, add and subtract kind of as the outings going. Um, but let, let me ask you this. Is mm-hmm. Daniel Norris a starting pitcher for our club at the, in September at the end of our year? Hmm. Health assuming, which is obviously a massive. It's the biggest. Uh, and you know, uh, don't assume that. I mean, if yeah. you think he's, you know, I, I, do you I think, think he is, I think, if he's healthy, he will be. I'm not entirely sure on health. I mean, it's, it's hard to pro- project injuries sure. for yeah, anyone, essentially, other than him. Um, I, I I don't see him making 30 starts this year. So whether, whether okay. he, he finishes the race, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. But I'm pretty sure he's not going to be running the whole time. Okay. I think that's a fair answer. Uh, how about you? <laughs> I, I Like I said, I'd be surprised if he... If he can muscle all his way, the way, all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, it sounds terrible to say, but I, I think the Matt Moore injury is kind of the best case scenario for that situation. Right. Um, you, for better or worse, at the end of this year, we're going to know what we have in him. And I think that's very important. Yep. Another bright spot from this last week has been Grayson Griner, as you touched on earlier, uh, well on his way to reaching that four war mark that I, I projected for him. So um, he's he's there. And last week, almost 500 on the week, uh, double homer and then another one in the in the day game today. Liking what you're seeing recently? 
I I am, and I poo-pooed him so hard. I was like, he, the first couple of weeks, he looked so lost at the plate. I thought we're not going to get any production from him at all. At all, and then he reels off this hit streak, and he's got a few under his belt, and then he goes back to back bombs, and the the hits that he had, he's a big dude. It was fairly effortless power. I thought, I mean, he's not up there flailing and hacking because he's a big dude. He's like six, six. Mm-hmm. His pitch framing has been terrific. Mm-hmm. He makes Hicks look poor behind the plate. I mean, he's, he, he catches the ball well. Um, but I just wonder like, what do we have in Grayson Griner? Is he a five, six, seven year big league pitcher? Is he a starter? What, what, what do we have with Grayson Griner? What is he going to be? I think he's somewhere. I th- I have no issue projecting him as a five, six, seven year tiger. I don't know that <laughs> he's a starting. You know, I I ca- the thing is, is catching is going so much now to a two and some some ca- uh, cases even three catcher system. Like, yeah, that's how many true. Just straight up starting catchers are there outside of JT Real Muto? There just aren't very right. many. That's that's a good point. I can for sure see him being part of the catching mix for a while. Um, an ana- analytically yeah. minded manager might be able to even pick and choose good spots to to start him um, and yep. put him in, in situations to succeed. Um, but I, I want to get back to the defensive. Yeah. After watching James McCann, and this isn't a dog on McCann, like the internet has had its way with him. So I'm don't want to pile on, but watching Grayson Griner receive compared to watching James McCann is just night and day. Um, and the thing that a lot of, a lot of the analysts don't, don't bring up. And I'm surprised that Petrie and, and Morris haven't more is the, Advan- no, the advantage of, oh. of throwing to a six six catcher, like as as somebody who who threw at obviously not nearly this level, but having a big target like that, it just it gives you a comfort zone that on the mound that's interesting. No, um, I wouldn't have thought of that. That a smaller catcher, um, and obviously Hicks isn't isn't small, and to be honest, neither was McCann. But um, I don't know. There's something about a long torsoed catcher that just puts a. <laughs> puts a pitcher in in a a good headspace on the mound it it becomes easier to hit the glove well most of the time when we hear about his size it's as a liability Mm -hmm. not as a benefit because the premise is you are not letting the umpire get a good look at potential strikes like you're you're too big you're covering it up yeah i think staying pretty low you know and, and a good umpire moves to see the pitch coming. I mean, obviously, Country Joe has has limited <laughs> mobility, but you know, a lot of the, the younger ones. I I think that's a little. I think the advantage to a pitcher is more than the disadvantage in, in calls made like okay. that. But you know, that's just me. Observation. Um. Okay. So I I was looking at some of the advanced catching statistics. Um. From baseball perspective, he grades out league average or better in just about all of their, their catching statistics, which I feels about, I mean, I, I can't say I've watched yep. every catcher across baseball, but that, that feels about right. I, I feel like he is at least slightly above average as far as a defensive catcher yep. throughout baseball. Yep. And he doesn't need to hit huge, but he's got to hit some. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And this is what this is. This his rookie year. I mean, did he get did he cross yeah. the, the threshold last year? Like he's he's a little bit older, but he isn't exactly like massively 
experience at the big league right. level. He's he's still learning. And right. I, and catchers come along a little bit slower just because there's so much more emphasis put on the defense. I don't know. Yep. I mean, clearly the the four war mark that I put on him preseason is is absurd. He's not getting there. Right, right. right. Um, but I I think there is a little bit of projection left in that bat. You know, I could yep. see. Two I think f- it, he. Go ahead. I think he's got a strong. Sw- I mean, he's got a solid swing. I mean, he looked uh, like a competent hitter. Or w- it, it was his approach that I think let him down, and his eye, you know, that let him down a little bit more than his hitting mechanics and his bat to ball, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, uh, that's I don't know. Once again, I'm an amateur. Not, not to be piling on um, somebody who the internet has taken swipes at. I would love to see him in the hands of just a different hitting coach, but. Yeah. In fact, I was actually surprised with the lack of chatter around legendary Lloyd a little bit because our hitting was so bad. I was expecting more to be like, oh, it's got to be Lloyd. Um, I didn't see a ton of that, honestly. I I mean, the, the bats have started to heat up a little bit, as we'll get into here in a second. But I don't I don't know that we're a million miles away from that in Internet land. That's true. Especially considering, like, he's been with the team so long. He's had so many different, you know, stints. And we've never been really all that impressed. But um, so once again, the offense is suffering from a massive lack of being, um, as the kids would say, any good. Now, you were always telling me that you love it when a team averages roughly three runs per game. So you've really been enjoying this spell, right? <laughs> well, I, I mostly enjoy it when my team has success and wins. I mean, it's it's exciting when they get to shake hands afterwards. That's what I like mostly. So do you think they well, don't shake hands after the game when, when you know, there's no no clubhouse hand shaking after losses? Is, no, is that no touching. <laughs> yeah, no. You lose. You may not touch. <laughs> You only get the warmth of another human being's contact if you win the game. That's part of the reward. No, that's fine. That, I mean, I didn't know that, but it, it does make sense. No touching. Uh, so we've scored. Uh, this is coming into today, and obviously first the first game of the doubleheader we we did. Uh, we've only scored uh, four runs or or more than four runs, excuse me, three times this year through the first 20 games, which that's not great. And only the Marlins have scored uh, fewer runs than us, which, you know, they're really not good. Why waste them? You know, yeah. it's extra effort. You might get tired scoring extra runs. You only need to win by one. Yeah. Uh, most worryingly, and uh, coming into today, obviously, we, we have hit a couple more home runs, but we had five fewer home runs than any other club in baseball. Um, yeah, before it, we had like 11, and the next team had 16. 16, yeah. Christian Yelich and, has, has as many home runs as we do. And the Mariners have like 50-some or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Now, if you break it out by home runs per game, I mean, we haven't played as many games as the Mariners. If you break it down home runs per game, we still I mean, it's still bad. It's just maybe a hair bit less bad. It's still (laughs) terrible. Um, So let's get into a few of the culprits. Nick, um, I want to say that he's he's looked good at the plate, but he still has no homers and only four ribs. Like that is in theory uh-huh. our best. I'm using air quotes here that no one can see. Our best bat. Like cold weather. Like what's the deal with Nick? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you couldn't. You can't attribute it to anything in particular, can you? Like uh-huh. to say, oh, he's a little dinged, or oh, he's you know. I mean, it could just I mean, be he's... a slow start. I, I guess. Yeah. Just it happens yeah. to coincide with like seven other regulars having slow starts. 
I mean, he hasn't been terrible. No, he, I mean, there's just no run production. And hitting hitting second a lot of the times will will do that to you. But right, he's batting two sixty one, slugging four oh six. So, that makes for a seven twenty two OPS. So below le- below career averages, but not like yeah, not below. Le- I mean, that's a ninety one OPS plus. So he's slightly below league average. But I he he could turn it on and have a killer couple weeks and be just fine again. You know, he hasn't forgotten how to hit. Yeah, I don't I don't think. I mean, it's He's been a, how to hit home runs, baby. Been a while since he had that kid, so you wonder if the the perspective that he <laughs> that he got from from the child is is worn off. I mean, is that the kind of thing you lose? You you know, you're you're a parent. Yeah, you get sick of your children pretty fast. I mean, that's okay. true. Um, but coming into today, 21 extra base hits over the five games last week. Um, six today in in the first game. Are you starting to sense a little bit of a of a warm front coming from from the D? Well, I, I think, I mean, guys aren't going to hit a buck twenty over real long stretches of time. If they do, they're not major league baseball players. I mean, things are going to normalize somewhat. If a guy hits 450, he's not going to hit 450 for three or four straight weeks. I mean, it, if water tends to find its level a little bit. And we were so bad, it had to find level a little bit. Regardless of their lack of big names or whatever, these guys are still big league hitters. And we've seen that with the bottom lineup the last couple of days. Like, they're going to hit some. Are you surprised at Gordo? It's it's rhetorical <laughs> question, obviously. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find a sarcastic, snappy comeback. But the answer is, yeah, I'm surprised at Gordo hitting three bombs. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I feel like we should we should have done a, a White Sox legend Gordon Beckham over under in the the preseason show. It was it was a hitter side though, so I, I think you let you let us down there. I do that a lot with people. <laughs> uh, fun stat over the last week, only Jacoby did not have an RBI. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Jacoby is, is scuffling. He is not play. good. And yet still better than Mikey Matuk. Yeah. And we need his glove out there. Yeah. I mean, I'll say if I have to say this every time on the podcast for the next four weeks, I will, but Jacoby Jones does not need to hit a ton. He needs to catch the ball. So after four weeks, are you calling it at that point? Yeah, if he's still hitting a buck fifty, then I'll probably get ornery. But. Okay, that's fair. Uh, where's the the offensive ceiling for this unit? Because uh, we've seen the doldrums, and we we both think you know that things could perk back up. Uh, <laughs> what is the best case scenario? Is there any scenario where we're a league average offense? No, 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 no. I don't think so. If we finish 20th in the league in offense, that would be terrific. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) right. I think a lot. I I don't see a scenario where even that happens. Truly. There you go. Not to, not to be a, not to be a a Debbie downer. Um, Last bat that we kind of need to get rolling. Mickey still striking out in almost a quarter. I think a third of his at bats, Um, just four extra base hits on the year. Ah, man, I, I thought that this was the the proper bounce back year. I thought he was going to get back to being, you know, Miggy in capital, capital yeah. letters. Is this the right time to segue to some of Miguel Cabrera's off the field turmoil? By all means. Absolutely. Do you any, any specific candy product you're thinking of? All right. So we had 
in the person of Chris the Crown, if you remember him, the mascot. Who, who we were introduced. We could. We were introduced to the world of Bitbits. Now there has been unhappiness and turmoil in Bitbit Land, and I'm going to try to lay this out for you in a fairly succinct way. But it's too entertaining to gloss over too fast. So a few years ago, in 2016, Miguel Cabrera started Miggy Foods. This is his company, right? He took on two business partners, um, some native, two native Venezuelan guys, and they went into business together and started making bitbits. Well, they have recently had a falling out. There's been a lot of backstory here. Miguel uh, accuses these two guys of uh, lavishly spending on office space and personal benefits from the business. And the two Venezuelan men accuse Cabrera of um, becoming despondent and all but abandoning the company as his personal life was in turmoil. Wait, so there are things more important than producing, uh, what, bunch of crunch knockoff candies? Uh, evidently. Huh. I, so each side currently is suing the other for $750,000. Right now, uh, you cannot buy BitBits. You can't find them on Amazon. You can't buy them at Comerica. In fact, um, Miggy Foods owes the Detroit Tigers um, – well, they had a two-year deal for $729,000. That's what Bit Miggy Foods was going to pay the Tigers for this promotion. Hmm. And they have not paid that. Evidently, or have not paid part of it, but you cannot buy bitbits. So if you have some unopened bitbits, you may want to save those collector item now. A collector item for a memento. Um, so this is, uh, you know, I don't get too far in the weeds here, but Miguel Cabrera has been dealing with this and arguing with these two men and being close and then not being close. This is on top of the drama involving his mistress his, his and his payments um and you know they're fighting over payments how much the kids get from this mistress so it's just i don't know what your capacity jordan is like to handle drama in your life but if this was my life i don't have a very high capacity to deal with these kind of serious drama issues i think that would be a lot yeah, uh, he just he seems to have a knack for just finding kind of distractions like that. You know, yeah, like his personality is such where he can just be like a kid out there and be all playful. Yeah. But you got to be you got to wonder, like when he puts his earrings in after the game and gets ready to head home, what's that like for him? You know, uh, I don't want to speculate. They're, people are entitled to their own private lives, but we're all people. You know, here's a guy who's been at the pinnacle of the game. He's come from a he's coming from a country that's facing extreme turmoil right now. Mm -hmm. He's got business relationships that are have fallen apart. He's got um, romantic relationships of various kinds that are crazy. Well, I mean, what does that do to a person? And I don't want to speculate too much. Professionals are professionals, but you wonder. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I can't imagine having that many active 
bits and pieces going on in my life like that. I, it would be so difficult to keep all of the, the feuds and whatnot straight. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't want to, I, I'm not going to draw a, a straight line from uh, off field shenanigans to baseball production. Cause I don't think that's how it works, but I will say there is something to a guy like Rob Gronkowski, who is just a golden retriever and doesn't think too much and doesn't know anything about business or, you know, whatever it is. Um, not only off field pursuits, but just kind of personality, the, the kind of the dumb jock thing works in some ways, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think it, it kind of furthers the, the narrative that. You know, it's it seems like most athlete business ventures have some hiccups. You know, obviously there are plenty of smart athletes out there that invest in bonds. I don't know whatever whatever you invest in. Clearly, I. But you could see this coming, couldn't you? Yes, it it does not super surprise me at all. Um, just it it just it's sad. R.I.P. Bit bits. We we barely knew you. This uh, to me provokes the most important question and that is is the chris the crown <laughs> costume for sale can we get it on liquidation and to will you wear it around? oh if you, if you get me chris the crown <laughs> i for sure will wear it no okay, doubt I'm gonna, about that one i'm gonna tweet miguel cabrera and see if the chris the crown uh costume is available hey yo miggy let me get that chris the crown i'll <laughs> <laughs> you settle up uh your bankruptcy here or whatever This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, hit us with some power rankings. Power rankings. Okay, I feel like I've been in the weeds a little bit the last couple weeks with some obscure. We did Game of Thrones last week. This week, I have something everybody can understand you know i'm going to bring it down on a more simple level uh easter dinner we went to my in-laws and we had not one not two not three but four different kinds of vegetables Ugh. on the table why i like vegetables vegetables are delicious are you they? can you know you have ham yes paul they are that wasn't a question <laughs> it's a statement um, it was a statement so i have for you the top not even seven, ten. Dang. We're, vegetables. You're so interested in this, you're breaking format. Man. Yeah. You got to get serious about the vegetables. All right, a couple guidelines. All right, potatoes and beans and kind of other staples are, are just out. Beans, right aren't, beans aren't, aren't vegetables. They're legumes. Well, 
either in either case they're out okay Okay. fair enough also different types of lettuces are out (laughs) those are like a salad okay (laughs) okay right so i'm having like just like table vegetables coming in at number 10 is broccoli i feel like broccoli is a pretty popular vegetable it's not bad I can, you know, steam or even roast. I prefer to roast some broccoli. And it's it's inoffensive and it's nutritious. I, I completely agree with that. Okay. Slightly better than broccoli, for my money, is asparagus. Ugh. You can put it on the grill. You can roast it in the oven. It's just a tasty side I'm dish. I'm a thousand percent out on asparagus. And I think you know why. Because it can be kind of slimy sometimes. No, the what it does to your pee. Oh, it turns your pee green? No, it makes it stink. Oh. Are you not oh. familiar? with does, does your pee not stink? Well, usually I don't savor the aromas of my own urine when well, I do I don't it. savor the good aromas. You just are repulsed <laughs> by the bad ones. Okay. There's no it's way that I'm the only one that doesn't. It's only number nine all. It's disgusting. It's inedible. Right. Fine. Whatever. Eight is corn. All right. Corn's fine. Corn's Sweet fine. corn. You can have it in some salsa. You can have it canned. I prefer canned to frozen for sure. Yeah. I think the, you know, on the cob in the fall is kind of your pinnacle of corn. It's go-to corn. I like it in um, salsa, like, uh, you know, chunky garden yeah. salsa. Yeah, for sure. My my dad loves corn. Big Steve is all about corn Big season. Steve likes the corn. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting tr- into traditional power ranking territory here. I feel, feel, it feels better. Yeah. Uh, we have garlic. Garlic like is not that. a vegetable, is it? What is it then, it's smarty pants? An herb, a seasoning? I don't know, but it's for sure not a vegetable. He says that without looking it up at all. So it very well could be a vegetable. I don't. Number know. seven on the vegetable power <laughs> rankings is garlic, and that's how it's going to be. Okay, first thing when you see a recipe that calls for garlic, you instantly double the amount. <laughs> Okay, this calls for three cloves of garlic. Okay, for me, that's six or seven cloves of garlic that you need. They're small. Chop them up. It's fine. All right. Number six is squash. I like a nice butternut squash is my favorite. But the acorn squash is also good. It depends how you prepare it. For chopping into cubes, you want the butternut. I actually really like – have you done spaghetti squash? Yeah, I like spaghetti squash. That's legit. Put that in as a pasta dish as as opposed to like real pasta. I'm all about that. At first it creeped me out, but now I kind of like it. Get it with a nice spaghetti sauce. It's fine. Yeah. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Number five is going to be a little controversial, but it's a vegetable that I like, and that is Brussels sprouts. I'm assuming that you put the the S on the end of Brussels um, to signify that we're all saying this incorrectly. The, they are called Brussels sprouts and not Brussels sprouts. And if you say Brussels sprouts, you are a bad person. It's Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and I'm going to be super pedantic about that because that's what's right and proper. All right. Okay. Fair. I like them. You can, um, you can steam them, uh, roast them. I like chop them up. Yeah. You know. I actually low key kind of like them also. There you go. A lot of Brussels sprout lovers out there. The Brussels sprouts haters right now are are yelling at their device. Anyway, without a doubt. All right. Um, this one is not a regular old potato, and that is a sweet potato, a yam, if you will. 
Is there a difference between yam and a sweet potato, by the way? If you don't know the answer to that question, nobody does. You, you're don't. you're the the person in this world that would know. <laughs> I would know the that. answer to that question. I don't think there is a difference. I think they're the same. Uh, and I like sweet potatoes. You kind of chop them up into fries and roast them. Mm-hmm. They're they're good. Yeah, for sure. Um, number three is peppers. Where would we be in a world without peppers? You need that. You need the jalapenos. No, you need the jalapeno peppers if you're going to have a nice salsa and you get bell peppers in a salad. Bell peppers are, you know, green. Uh, Then you get yellow, orange, and red. Do you know that they're all the same variety? They're just different levels of ripeness. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh, who knew? Bell peppers. And you can get Anaheim's. I don't go for the super spicy ones. I can't handle it. I'm too delicate. But I like a little, <laughs> little spicy pepper. It's the low country in your blood. It is a lot of low country in my blood. <laughs> um, number two is onions. Ugh. Is onions a vegetable? I don't know. Probably. Maybe. Same world as garlic, Hall. Yeah. The, we're, it's your world. We're all just living in it. So you, you tell us what's a vegetable. Alum. Are they alums? I think that's the family. I know I'm making this up. I definitely. Okay. okay. Onions are, you can have onion rings, you know, just raw onions, different varieties. Any dish is going to need kind of garlic and onions in order to be good. You know, soups and, you know, tacos, onions. <laughs> Number two. That's, Number that's... one, you got to guess? Uh, I don't know what's left. Carrots? Celery? Yes. Yes, and it's carrots. Oh wow, nailed it! Carrots are delicious. I have a I have affinity for orange vegetables mostly. If you couldn't tell, carrots mm. are good. Um, you know, uh, cooked with honey and brown sugar, kind of as a sweet. But they also can be a nice savory. You scoop out some hummus with a carrot, gives you a nice crunch. Yeah, have a, have it with your wings. It's fine. I actually carrots. eat carrots and celery with hummus every day for lunch. Oh boy, I got some bad news. Moving on to the bottom, bottom three. Uh, Do not bottom... hate on celery. Uh, starting at number three from the worst, we have cucumbers. Ugh. Cucumbers make me burp like nastiness. They taste like trash. Don't even think about putting a cucumber slice in some water. You're going to get that right back in your face. Don't put your cucumber in my water. Have we discussed Tell the your... whole pickling thing? In terms of like, how did, how did a, you know, they pickle all kinds of stuff. How did we determine that when you pickle a cucumber, that's what's called a pickle? You know, it's one of the world's, world's mysteries. It's an enigma, really. That's the only redeeming quality of cucumbers. And that is you can turn them into a pickle. I like pickles. Pickle Rick. Sure. I like, I like pickles a lot. Uh, number two is peas, Ugh. which is funny because I like kind of the snow peas, like in the pod. Yeah. Those are fine for, yeah, I like those too, but you get like, you know, just like a frozen peas or whatever. See, I was traumatized by these as a child. Cause I always would have to pick the peas out of everything. I hated peas. I still hate peas. I don't want peas. Okay. Uh, number one, worst vegetable. You know what it is? Hall? I'm a, I'm going to go with celery based on foreshadowing. Yes. I'm glad you admitted it. That's right. Celery is a terrible vegetable. How can you possibly have an opinion on celery? It's literally nothing. It's got like negative food value. It's a it's a it's a reverse food. Yeah. Is, it's it, is, got, that, is that a problem? Yeah. It, it's like eating cellulose. It's it's bad. It's stringy. It tastes ugh. 
I just, I don't like celery. Fibrous. Ants on a log? No. Yeah, I don't want to eat plant fibers. At least, you know, pretend like I'm eating food as a vegetable instead of some rabbit food. I don't. I hate celery. Celery's you dumb. are ornery tonight. Huh. That's my secret. I'm always ornery. <laughs> <laughs> That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. All right, let's move on to some Twitter questions. If you want to get see anything by the side of the road, uh, not really. Um, I don't know. It's it's been a, a a uneventful week on the side of the road, so we'll skip it. I I feel like I only only want to bring the the top table crap on the side of the road to this show, and there just wasn't really any, anything standout. Let me let me know if you see any vegetables. Probably see some celery thrown alongside the road. Yep. Saw a extremely mangled squirrel today. It was pretty. It was pretty disgusting. <laughs> I don't. It, the the insides are super red, and that actually might have just been blood. Now that I think about it, but it was it was really sick. All right, I, I moved quickly past that thing. Um, let's see. Have hey, Twitter I, questions. Twitter questions. Uh, Eric sends out a tweet the day of and says, "Hey, send us Twitter questions." Um, and then that's where these come from. Uh, yeah. David Bernier uh, at David Bernier ninety four. Yeah, if you could pick an animal to take the place of one baseball player, which animal would you choose, and what position would they play? Um. Well. Probably not any position where you have to throw and probably air bud. So maybe air bud as a left fielder or something. Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking too, like a, a golden retriever or just a dog yeah. of any sort as an outfielder. Yeah, um, retrieve is right in their name. Yeah, I mean, that's that's literally what outfielders are, is they are outfield retrievers. So I feel like that's a good choice. I, you know, unless you can teach a cheetah to you know, Still, get a ball and run it. Pinch runner. Pinch running cheetahs. That's a solid take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, you asked, you asked for, um, let's see, send us your questions about the tigers and or the mysteries of life. Um, so because of that, we got uh, Cam Gerard <laughs> asking, is time a construct of man or a rule of nature? You're on your own here, buddy. Well, it's fascinating because in physics, uh, time does not necessarily need to move forward as a stream. There's nothing in the mathematics says that you couldn't reverse it. In fact, if you think about it practically, if you simply um, reverse the series of events that happens, you can move time backwards. Yeah. Okay, sure. It's one of the mysteries of life, the river of time. Mm. I feel like I should throw out a Jeremy Baramy reference for all of our uh... – Good, good place, uh, watchers out there. Oh, there um, you go. Adam Langworthy uh, says, "So Matthew Boyd greater greater than sign Chris Sale. That's how it works, right?" Actually, yes. This year, I yes. Mean, he, and he he literally was greater than at least on one day, and like you say, the rest of the days so far this season. Yeah, twenty nineteen. It's Matt Boyd's world. Matthew Boyd's world. It, he'll always be Matt to me. Okay. To be honest, even even if he always came up as Matthew, he'd still be Matt. Uh, Nicholas Haller says, thoughts on Petrie as a commenter? I like Petrie. Yeah. Petrie, to me, okay, so of the conglomeration of announcers that we've been That is a good given, way of putting, of putting it, yeah. I would put Petrie 1 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking color guys. Mm-hmm. I would put Petrie one. I would put, I'm going to have to say, um, Gibson two. I'll say Morris three. And I will say, uh, Simo four. I think you're Does being generous with Simo at four. Well, because he, he's the only guy. Is there more people? Because they're going to be in front of I think him. just just dead airspace might be. <laughs> I don't have a love for a lot of love for like, I, I I really like Simo. Like I think he's a cool dude. Like I, I'd very much like to hang with him. Just not so hot as a broadcaster. Um, the thing with Petrie is I feel like he's the best broadcaster and the yes, least tiger. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Ideally, uh, at least based on what we're used to, there would be kind of a little bit more blending of those, but he is for sure the best broadcaster of, of the, I was going to say, I four, think that's right of the three. Let's be honest. Um, David J. Ham says through seven uh, innings of game 21 for the Tigers, Beckham, Grayson Griner and Ronnie Rod have combined for five more homers than Nick Miggy and Candelario. Uh, please explain baseball to me. Uh, baseball contains natural random variations. And sometimes weird stuff happens. So you flip a coin 10 times. If you do, if you flip a coin enough t- times, uh, w- at one stretch, you're going to have 10 heads in a row. That's, that's probably true. So is this going to keep up forever? No. Yes. No, no. <laughs> Jeremy Troy asks, speaking of, how much longer of the power outage slash low averages do you think the organization is willing to endure before legendary Lloyd is discharged? Which actually, wow, really, I, like, coming around. I like that wording. Um, it makes him sound like he's some sort of like oily substance that we just need to get rid of. <laughs> we need to discharge him. <laughs> like expectorate Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's got some, he's got some leeway yet. When's the last time we fired a coach mid season? It was that one Wally, guy, Wally the pitching got, coach. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Basio, but that was for, yeah, that's right. Extenuating for, circumstances. <laughs> that's right. I almost forgot. That was the stump spider monkey thing. Wasn't it? Uh, I mean, that's the story we were, we were told. Oh, that was a bad deal. It was. It was not good. It was not oh, good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I we're we as Tiger Twitter are going to be done with Lloyd long before the organization oh, is done yeah. with Lloyd. Okay, let's imagine Lloyd was fired tomorrow. I mean, who, who's upset about that? I mean, are are there players who are really like, oh yeah, Lloyd was key to me getting on track? Like, I don't hear a lot of that. No, no, I. I mean, I, th- I think watching Miggy take batting practice is actually more of a, a hitting <laughs> help than than the actual hitting coach. Who knows? <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, Anthony Patton says, do you think uh, with a good first half, the Tigers will try and ship out Nico? I'd be stunned. But I mean, is he that much of a trade chip? I suppose if he keeps hitting like this, he is uh, amongst our, our batters. He is leading the team in wins above replacement right now. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, that means that he is our best. I mean, obviously it's not a completely, uh, you know, all inclusive statistic, but I think you could be, uh, forgiven for making the case that he is our best hitter. He's, he's not old. He can play several positions. Um, He's, but what's he going to fetch in far as prospects or a ransom? 
Yeah, I mean, oh. it would take a contender losing their utility guy, you know, you know something like that. Yeah, before he ha- it's too early for that kind of talk. Let's enjoy. Yeah, the he's of Mr. Goodrum. Uh, right now, he is definitely more valuable to us than he would be on the trade market. And until his reputation kind of catches up with how how good he is at this point. Exactly. I don't, I don't know that the trade value ever will. Um, another broadcasting question. Kalamazoo Whammer says, has Gibby improved as a broadcaster? No, no. I'm not saying he's bad, but he hasn't improved. I mean, he's just kind of what he is. I would would definitely agree with that. He is he's definitely very much the same broadcaster now yeah. as the first time. Which I mean he's he is an old dude, like, you know, he's not necessarily in, in the mind to change much, which Well right. is, is and what I will it is. I will tell you there's not this like pseudo playful banter he had with Mario. Like he'd at least needle Mario in like a very dry way. He does not do that with Shep yet. Yeah, and you know he had a little maybe. bit more track record with Mario, so maybe maybe that's it. <laughs> but Mario always seemed a little annoyed by it. I don't know; it never really worked for me. Like, oh yeah, they're having fun. No, it was just like Gibby making putting Mario in awkward positions. Yeah, he was, like he was, was, and oh. is, I think, still kind of the awkward uncle at the family yeah. gathering. So they never really worked for me. I I, I don't know. He's a fine man and a smart baseball guy, but I still don't love him as a broadcaster. No. Uh, last one is from David Fleiss. David Fleece? David Fleece. Sure. Uh, of the current unsigned free agents, which do you think would be a good option for the Tigers? Is this like a Gio Gonzalez question? I don't um, really understand. Gio's out there. Uh, Keichel's out there. Craig, Craig, Craig Kimbrell's out there. Um, trying to think if there's any other big names. I don't know anything about this. What do you what do you know? We're going to sign any of these people. I, mean, I, I don't necessarily no. think we need another starting pitcher right now. Like, I think if someone goes goes down at this point, you reach down and grab a, a bow or someone like that. Um, yeah. Or even a, a Ryan Carpenter, your boy. Uh, so, I, you know, I kind of rule out the starters. And right now, I mean, it's hard to knock the bullpen either. I don't know that we need a Craig Kimbrell. I mean, he clearly not for the money that, that he probably wants. And at this yeah. point, like, they're so far behind. I'm not entirely sure what any team signing them is, is going to expect to get. Like, it's going to be a month or so before they're ready to roll. Yep. By, by then, it's, I don't know. I mean, definitely not for us. Correct. I hope, I hope somebody in our division spends a lot of money and gets no return on them. How about that? Smart. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric and the show is at podcastianos on Instagram. I am at Jordino four and we'd love it. If you would take the time to subscribe rate and review us on iTunes, Google play SoundCloud or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on Eric. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight. Do you have anything else to say to listeners before we get out of here? Um, I just really feel that garlic is vegetable. <laughs> That's I mean, that, that's fine. The thing I, I was actually meaning to to bring this up when you were talking about garlic. One of the the big like uncomfortable, awkward moments in life is when you've eaten something that has way more garlic in it than you thought, and now all of a sudden you have massive garlic breath, and there's like nothing you can do about that. You, yeah, it's just you, straight up regret. Your like, fate has been sealed. Yeah, you can't undo that. It's it's a tough one. Like I feel like there's there's almost nothing in life that like you can't figure a way to undo. 
You can, there's nothing you can do about that. You got garlic breath. Yeah. I mean, it is what yeah. it is. You can chew every piece of gum in the state. It's not going to work for you. <laughs> uh, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.